although I'm type A, I'm that go, go, go getter. The one thing that I've learned in business and in life, there is really no point rushing into anything if you know where you're headed. But if you don't know where you're headed, the more that you cannot make any decisions or take any action. Angel of light, come into me. Show me what I need to see. Welcome to the Small Victories Podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Victoria, an inspirational thought leader that offers transformational perspectives based on my unique experiences as a woman born without arms and legs. I feel like my life has been full of small victories that has led me to discover the greatness within. I believe that there is no summit upon which we reach our greatness. I believe it is a culmination of small victories achieved moment by moment when we turn toward the inward battle where we get to choose despair or hope, misery or miracles, defeat or victory. My goal is to awaken your potential, your purpose, and your power so that you can discover the greatness that lives within you. Think of this podcast as your weekly portion of tools, stories, and teachings that help you reflect on the small victories in your life. Thanks for tuning in and let's begin. Thanks for joining another episode of the Small Victories Podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Victoria. It seems everywhere we look, the primary topic of conversation is about COVID. There's no denying that COVID has affected so many aspects of our lives, including our businesses. In this episode, we'll be talking with a coach and consultant whose life and business was affected directly by the virus. We'll hear about her COVID journey. Known as the business coach for misfits, Maria Tan empowers nonconformists across the globe to embrace the magic of running their own business and create success tailored to their lifestyles. Maria, thanks for coming on the show. You're very welcome. It's an honor to be here, Pauline. I'm really excited to share my journey with your listeners, with the listeners here today, and um, kind of like also share the the wisdom that I learned from this. I feel like there's so much information out there on COVID when it comes to the, you know, the health side, right? But yeah. there or the even the mental health side. But I think there's very few. Um, information that talks about living with COVID, like living with it on a day-to-day or even after COVID, right? And um, just when I was at the very like worst moment of that journey, that's when I realized there's this COVID support group in Facebook and just listening and reading to the stories, I just realized, wow, there's so much, I think there's so much stigma around, you know, what COVID itself, like getting it and living with it and saying something like, hey, but you know, it's three months past, but I'm still not me, or I'm still not 100% who I was before I had COVID. Like I couldn't function the same way. I think there's so much stigma. There's so much prejudice, even again, you know, people claiming that, you know, you're just, you know, it's just in your head, or I think there's a an overall lack of transparency on what's really happening because it's so new 
and nobody really knows exactly what it is, right? I don't know where in the alphabet now we have beta, we have delta, we have lambda, we have, you know, <laughs> I think we're going through the whole alphabet <laughs> by, the by, by the time we even really understand the, the full extent of, of, the, of the virus and on our health, right? But what more in the businesses and what more living with it after. So I'm happy to share my journey here. I'm excited to have you on this journey because actually when you and I talked, I had a very different filter. So at the time of this recording, it is early September and I will share with my listeners that I am also recovering from COVID. So we are united and bonded in that. Um, it's a weird thing to bond over, but it's nice to be able to talk to, talk to another business owner that has gone through the COVID experience, even if our symptoms were different and how it affects our businesses. I, I just want to thank you for your transparency and your vulnerability that you're going to offer on this show, because there's probably quite a few people, like you said, there's the stigma, like, I don't want to tell people I have COVID. And I, I'm not really sure where that comes from. I, it's probably because of the way the media has positioned COVID and we're just going to have some real talk, real people. It's, you know, we're survivors and I'm grateful that we're both recovered. And so I'm just going to have you dive in. Can you tell me when you got COVID? So I can remember it. It's May 21st. I, that was day zero. So for the, for the listeners who don't know, day zero is the time you got exposed to the virus. And I know it vividly because um, I was with a group of friends. We went to a private restaurant. And just imagine, it is a private restaurant. It's not some, you know, it, you don't just walk in. You, you need to make a reservation. So there's really that limited um, capacity for people. And there's really that limit of contact. So the, the four of us, you know, we had fun, we had a great time. But then on the way back, my friends and I started kind of like exchanging messages on, you know, you know, I'm, I'm having, you know, I'm, my head's feels bad or you know my, my, there's something like I'm coughing or anyway within like two hours after that lunch um, I, I was getting messages from my friends saying hey you know uh, how are you because I'm kind of like feverish I'm having a, a, a really bad headache and in my case I was just kind of like tired for me it wasn't really that new because um that week I was quite busy and you know, we had something to drink. <laughs> we have cocktails <laughs> for lunch. So, so for me, I, it was, I, I didn't think too much about it. I just, you know, I just thought, okay, it was just kind of like that nap, uh, that power nap between <laughs> your lunch and, and your, your dinner or your lunch and your next thing. So, so for me, that was that I was exposed on day zero. And then I knew like, there's a, you know, you, first you you think, okay, maybe it's not, maybe, you know, there's already that now I think you just sneeze and you're thinking maybe, oh my God, what if it's COVID, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but, but at that time, there's that sense in me that I knew most likely I have COVID, but it was up until day four, I think that there's that inner knowing in me that I had that virus. And when that happened, I called uh, someone to do the test. And I tested positive in day five. Wow, day five. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, so it's like six. Is it so day zero is the day of like getting exposed. So it's like the sixth day technically. Yeah. And you know, it was interesting because when I started feeling the symptoms um, and kind of, I kind of had the same experience, like an intuitive hit, like you got it. And so yeah. I started researching like, oh my gosh, what are the symptoms and what are the, like the gestation rate and the, con, you know, contagion rate and all that good stuff. And I try to get some research into my head of like what could possibly happen just for educational purposes, not to freak myself out or anything, but I was armed with some information. And so for you, what kind of symptoms did you have? There was a disconnect between my body and my brain. You know, when, when, you're, when we're fatigued, right, when we're just tired, we just know we want to sleep or we're, we're just tired. We're just longing for that. Hey, I just really need a break. Like mind, body, soul, that's how you feel. But leading to that intuitive hit, it was more of like my body feels extremely tired. My brain is alert. So there's that disconnect of my brain and my, something is not sinking. It, it felt very disjointed. Mm. And for me, like that for me was something new. I know I'm tired. I, I know that, that my body feels tired, but why is it that my mind wants to go, go, go? It, it, it's like being pulled in two different directions, right? Like your mind is go, go, go. Your body is just slow, slow, slow. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm very, very mindful of my energy and my capacity because in, in my business and what I preach, I talk about what I call business magic or creating that magic in your business. And you only can do that if you are really super honest and mindful of your capacity so you don't burn out. A lot of times, you know, we try to stuff many things into our to-do list. There's a difference between I'm tired, but I really just want to finish this work or I'm tired, but I'm just afraid that my client will be angry. There's that difference between you or your ego or whatever you want to call it, forcing yourself to work or forcing yourself to go, go, go. And there's that difference between your body is just so, your mind is just so sharp and, and it's just kind of like it just had its shot of Red Bull that high. And then your body is like, no. So there, that disjointedness, that was really different because unlike the other, like when you get flu, your whole body shuts down. It's mind, body, soul. It's, a, it's very clear that, you know, your, your, your brain seems foggy, dizzy. Mine was really that disjointedness. It's interesting because it's almost like you got to apply what you teach to people. And, and <laughs> for sure. Oh, right? The irony. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yes, for sure. And to, to add to that, on day five, when I got tested positive, my doctor said, you know, you really need to do bed rest because there's really no cure, quote unquote. For him, the way he assessed me was still asymptomatic because my oxygen levels are okay. My, I still didn't have fever at the time. And he said to me, you really need to, have, to just do bed rest because it, with COVID, there's really no cure, quote unquote. Like, you know, we can treat the symptoms around COVID, but, but not really COVID. Like there's really no um, accurate cure. When I heard that, I decided, okay, let me clear my calendar. So I cleared my calendar except for one call that day that was already scheduled with a client of mine and that call was not even a strategy call it's a check-in call you know where you just have a progress so how's everything you know just to build on 
uh, someone's progress. And after the call, I really remember I had a fever. Like oh. after the call, I got a fever. So that after that, I realized, no, even like 10% working, forget it, like all. I was kind of like off. So I uh, coordinated with my team. So they, they already kind of like sent messages to my clients, the, the people messaging me, the, my emails that, you know, I will personally reply when I'm, I'm much better, but I already tested positive. And w- when you are at that stage of getting COVID, and I think some of the people might also relate to this because this is so new. And at the same time, I have a lot of friends and family and I love how everybody really really, really thinks of me and cares about me. But I don't like responding to the same question over and over again if I don't know the answer. The questions are, did you get tested? Of course, yes. How can I say I'm positive if if I didn't get a test? Did you see a doctor? Of course, I saw a doctor. I'm not stupid. You know, like, you know, all those, are you taking enough, are you drinking enough water? And I know that this is just people being concerned, but for me, that just agitates me, knowing myself, as I think it's very important in life and in business, I would really get more stressed. So I was on bed rest, the only messages or the only calls that I was picking up were from my mom or my sister and the doctor um, and my operations manager and the rest, no, like even my clients, uh, my operations manager already just sent them a message just to say, I will reply as soon and we will keep them in the loop. And that happened for another three weeks. So day five, I got uh, tested, uh, I tested positive and another three weeks, so another 21 days, so 26, that I wasn't really picking up any calls, any messages to really kind of like decrease the chance of me getting stress. I can imagine that you probably have a personality similar to mine where we're almost like type A personalities yeah. and we were like on top of it. And we ne- you need to know like, okay, what's our tasks and we're very task oriented, very utilitarian. And so I can imagine how just being told to stop by your body could affect your business and your ability to engage. I know for me, it was really hard for me to re-engage back into my business after I was put down a little, you know, for, I, and mine only went, I did mine for like a week and you went three weeks. How did you re-engage with your business? Because I already have a team and we are actually, like you said, focused on tasks where we plan ahead. Actually, all the content that we have, everything is already in the pipeline. And my operations manager was actually asking me, do you want to also hold all the prepared newsletters, prepared posts? I said, yes, because um, for me, I, I believe in transparency 100%. So I don't, I don't want any posts coming from me when I'm sick and I don't know when I'm going to get better. It's not, it's not a typical flu that's, you know, okay, after two days or three days, I'll be okay. So at that time, I was that, the one that actually pulled back significantly. So we, we took, we, we hit pause on everything. And I had a lot of like projects in the pipeline to close, like the close the negotiations and everything like that. We really needed to be very transparent because even again, the doctors couldn't, everything is observe. We'll see. We'll see. Nobody can really tell you exactly like 
you know, you'll get better when. And for me, when I got, when I tested positive that day five, I had a client call my fever shot up. I knew that, you know, this is something very new for me. And although I'm type A, I'm that go, go, go getter. The one thing that I've learned in business and in life, there is really no point rushing into anything if you know where you're headed. But if you don't know where you're headed, the more that you cannot make any decisions or take any action. So at that time, in my mind, I just need to get better first. So I need to get better because everything is based on my capacity and I'm building sustainability. And at the same time, I am all about that. I am all about balance. I'm all about making business work for you, right? I, it's not about not hustling or hustling. It's more of if you say something, do it, commit to it, right? Like have the courage to not just talk big, but show up big. But for me, I couldn't do that if I'm disjointed, number one. And number two, I don't know how things would evolve. So for me, it was a slow re-engagement. Like there was no rush for me to re-engage. In fact, um, I, I had a fever for three uh, for two weeks. And then on the basically on the last week of that 28-day quarantine, that's the only time that I started responding to messages from my clients first. So on the, like in public, I, there was nothing yet from me except from that post that went out saying, you know, we'll be back. Maria is, uh, just experienced something. And then I started now uh, sharing my journey first, like what happened for me, because the effect was really significant. I think in your case, it was much less. Mine was you know, my oxygen levels were really low. My doctor was actually pushing me to, 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 be, to go to ER. I'm the one who really didn't want. Something like brushing my teeth was so hard. I didn't have appetite. It, it was really, really hard. Even responding to messages took so much from me. So for me, it was little steps in, in re-engagement and really that kind of like that belief, that clarity of, do not give a permanent solution to a temporary problem. I knew that my body was getting better, but at the same time, I cannot push this, right? I cannot push something that I don't know. It's some, so we, we take it like one day at a time, one week at a time. So my re-engagement was really slow. And then after sharing that journey, the one that you read about my COVID um, experience, I told my, my, my team, okay, now I think we can restart or we can resume what, what kind of like the, the content, the newsletters that, that kind of like put aside <laughs> while I'm recovering. So there was that, that part that came out after I started being more transparent about what really kind of like give, gave people that behind the scene, because at the same time, I didn't want a confused message, right? I didn't want people to be seeing all these posts about me, but I wasn't well yet. So until I was able to kind of like even have the muscle to write, to engage, I didn't engage. So for me, it was a slow but steady re-engagement. I really appreciate that you practice what you preach. 
you yeah. know, about the transparency. I know you help. Um, I love how you label them misfits or the nonconformists. Love that because who does not consider themselves an underdog or a little bit of an out, outcast <laughs> in life? I know you and I spoke when you were just coming out of it. Yes. And you said you had a completely different perspective on what it is you were teaching about, you know, like some, you know, when we come from this idea of like, Oh, I get to manifest whatever. And it's all about energy and frequency and high vibration, but then everything in your body is saying, Nope, we're doing low vibration and low frequency today. You had a different perspective on this idea of like, you just have to think positively and think it away. And, you know, so I'd love for you to share about that. So, you know, one thing though, just to uh, put some context into that, I'm a, the, the, the cup is half, half filled all the time, but um, at the same time, I'm also not, I don't also ignore what's there. Uh, but what, what I meant when we were sharing was more of that, you know, that kind of, you and I, we're people who are very focused, right? So we have this focus we know that, okay, at the same time, we have that surrendering, right? We hear that a lot, surrender, go with the flow, right? Yeah. So imagine, I'm a, I'm a very go, go, go person. But when just that small shift in my, not small shift, that small incident in my business where I got fever, everything was stopped. Like there was no, there was no hesitation on my part. Actually, my team was surprised. So but for me, no, it was really very, it's, there's no, there's no hesitation at all. It was the clarity. I need to stop. So just imagine I've already stopped. I've already rested. I'm doing what the doctors was telling me. No, no complaint. Bed rest. Okay. Bed rest. It's like you're reliving every day with that kind of unknown. I wake up with no fever. And then towards the end of the day, my fever is like crazy high. Everything became a chore. I couldn't it's hard to even stand up. It's hard to brush my teeth. It's hard to wash my face. It's hard to eat. Every action was taking so much effort and energy for me. So for me at that time, I was really thinking, you know, I've already gone with the flow. I'm al- I've already surrendered because, you know, when we hear go with the flow, it's that controlling. I've already gone with the flow. I've already surrendered. And then I was thinking, I was actually losing hope already, honestly. And I really want to share this with everybody because I think people think if you're courageous and you're brave, you're immune (laughs) to, to, to those fears, right. To that doubt. But that time I was, there was really that moment that, you know, I couldn't connect within, like I couldn't speak to God. I was asked, you know, kind of like, you know, that your intuition hit of, it's just three days or you have that hit of, um, you know, that how much time you need to rest or whatever, because I've been mindful. I, I have a very strong, uh, I listen to my body really well. I listen to my intuition that really has helped me in, in business and even helping my clients. But at that time I couldn't hear anything. There was no, like the line is busy. <laughs> you know, there's no Wi-Fi <laughs> connection, that. That, that kind like there's no connection. So, so for me, like, I just thought, you know, I've already surrendered. I've already gone with the flow. And then one day 
I just woke up and I thought, you know what? Enough. I cannot totally surrender and let go. I need to know more about this because nobody knows this, right? I'm surrendering kind of like, okay, I'm surrendering to universe, to God, fine. But I cannot surrender to the doctors or to the science that's still very, very new at that moment. That is being irresponsible. So I started researching. I started researching on what others you know, are feeling or were, were other people experiencing what I was experiencing? Because at that time, on top of the fever, I couldn't sleep and I was being jerked awake, literally. And the doctors, you know, it's really hard because the doctors would be like, oh, just take melatonin. But the, my problem is not about feeling sleepy. My problem was I couldn't kind of like when, I, you know, in the, the space between sleep and awake, you're going there, going there, your body gets pulled up that's how I felt like I couldn't I could I didn't even have the words to fully articulate what was happening so for 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 me like enough I cannot be just surrendering here that's that's maybe me being irresponsible right like let me do my part too let me do my part I did research and that's how I got connected to this COVID supports group and I started kind of like understanding because people then are started to talk about what's happening. And, and the thing is, that's where I realized there, you know, a lot of people got COVID, you and my, I, I think now it's just a matter of time. Yeah. But people don't really want to talk about the details, the nuances in, I think in fear of not being understood or, or people just want to brush it off. That, you know, that's an experience. That's it. That's that. It's been three months. I don't have my taste, but you know, that's it. I have to just continue my life. But, but I feel like there's really the engagement. We need to be engaged with life. It cannot just be, let me surrender to God. Let me just put my intention out there. And, and, and I thought, you know, I cannot be fully putting my trust and faith in the doctor's hands when they don't know what this disease is still yet. Let yeah. me do my part. So at that time, I realized that focus is not enough. <laughs> Flow is not enough. Surrendering is not enough. Kind of like just wishing it away is not enough. Mm. You know, like even if I were the, that strong manifester, mm. I have to engage with my experience in everything that's how we heal that's how we we thrive that's how we become and evolve wow that is really really powerful and i think an aspect that a lot of quote unquote manifestors forget yeah that we have to actually engage in the experience of and and take responsibility for our health like you said no one really knows about COVID, including the doctors, the quote unquote experts. And so it is up to us like you, I'm, a, I'm, I'm like researching everything and trying to yeah. figure it out. I feel like there's so much wisdom in everything that you've shared already. And I know that just like every great influencer out there that wants to make an impact on people that wants to, you know, you're a coach and you're a consultant, you actually shared your journey through Facebook posts 
um, with your audience. Can you tell me about what kind of value do you want to impart on your audience based on your experience with COVID? So I've always been very like transparent about what's happening to me. Like, I think we all have our adversity, right? But we need to write from the, from the scar instead of the wound. At that time, I made those realizations. I made those kind of like that, those aha within me, the humility of realizing that what you used to believe was limited in that, in that thinking that, um, you know, control, letting go, sure. But engagement is a big, big deal of everything because we hear the word balance a lot, right? And it's kind of like maybe what balance used to be last year is no longer true for you today. So, so you have to constantly define those things for yourself. And, and for me, I believe that. I practice that as well. But even at that level, I realize, no, it's not enough. And that's what makes the, the journey really powerful. So that, as I invite people into that story, whether they're business owners, whether they don't want to be my clients or not, COVID is something that everybody is faced with. Again, it doesn't discern. You cannot kind of like close your door and just put, um, it reminds me of the Prince of Egypt where you just oh, close yeah. your door. You know, the you lab. do the, you, blood, you put like yes. a, a mark or a blood. It's not like this, right? We're not living in the Prince of Egypt, Egypt life. It affects us on a day-to-day basis. On a, It creeps into our lives, into our businesses, our, our friends' lives, everything about us. So for me, that was important. But the Facebook part was natural for me because I, ten, I, I normally share on uh, Facebook and even on Instagram. But what was new for me was sharing it on LinkedIn. I shared the whole, that was quite long, right? It was four part. I was sharing it on LinkedIn and I, w- I really, my intention on LinkedIn was really to normalize transparency and humanity. I feel like a lot of, especially in business, We are no longer living in that age where people expect or demand perfection. Mm. Now, people want rawness. People now want that connectivity. They want to be understood. And if if you think about Jacinda, the New Zealand prime minister, a lot of women can connect with her because of her vulnerability, her ability to just breastfeed, let's say, in you know, in the UN or, or go live in pajamas, right? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we have to see beyond the surface. We have to see beyond the filters. And for me, those stories that we think make us weak or make us vulnerable, they actually humanize us in our, in our client's life, in our, in our audience life, because now the market wants that connection. The market wants transparency. The yeah. market wants to know that they are talking to a real person, not a robot. The market is tired of the, the crazy expectations, the, the unrealistic expectations of you know, what success is or what a beautiful woman is, what perfection is, or what uh, all of this. Like the, the, the audience is tired. The market is tired. And I know we're not trained to think like that. Mm-hmm. We're not brought up to think or to be open about our vulnerabilities. But 
we're not living in 1990 yeah. anymore. <laughs> we're, we're not yeah. living in 1995. We're not living in 2000 anymore. Even 2010. Now we're in 2020, 2021, where this life is about the rawness. It's about giving a human experience for people. It's about the holisticness of your brand or your business. People want that. Yeah. And if you're still trying to pretend everything is okay or try to muscle through everything and show your audience that you are just robot, you, you're going to actually lose the audience because you're not allowing them into exactly who you are exactly what drives you, exactly what, what, what makes you tick or what makes you persevere. Because people don't, right now, people don't just want to be inspired. There's so much inspiration in Hallmark, you know? If you, <laughs> yeah. want, to create, if you, if you want to be an influencer, if you, if you really, I believe everybody has a message. Everybody can teach someone something. If you can really commit to that, you have to give the different layers that come with it. Mm. Because again, if they're just going to read something like, okay, never give up or try and try until you succeed, they, they're really, there's hallmark. They can just go get a card, print something out. They can Google that. It's easy right now. Yeah. But if you want to go beyond just the, the, the fortune cookie, yeah. if you, you want your, your business to go beyond you know, a virtual or a digital vir virtual uh, fortune cookie, then you've got to allow yourself to share the pieces of you that you've processed. This is very important that you've already processed yourself, that you've already kind of like became at peace with and then share from that journey because your story today will impact someone else. We're talking about this because maybe someone here has knows someone who got COVID or is experiencing COVID or had COVID and just felt like they had to, I don't know, put a kind of like close their chapter and move on. But again, right now with what's happening, <laughs> I, I think COVID is here to stay. We're already going through the alphabet. Right. You know, later there's there's a different variant. There's something else. There's a you know, like we've heard vaccines. There's another shot. And again, again, with all due respect to the people, you can get your vaccine. You you and you can choose not to. I'm vaccinated. Um, Pauline is not. So both of us, we, we it's our choices. We respect each other for our choices. Mm -hmm. But COVID is here to deny that it doesn't exist. When we're seeing the numbers go up. We're, we're, you're already seeing people die like next to you. Th this for me is, again, we're not surrendering everything to God. <laughs> we, need, we need to kind of like take off our blinders and say, this is happening. Let's engage. Let's prepare for the worst. Yeah. But at the same time, let's not tempt COVID to come to us. But at the same time, let's prepare for it. And right now the label is COVID, right? But Anything in life can interrupt yes. our life uh, on the trajectory we thought we were going. And that's the beauty of the experiences that you share and the wisdom that you have chosen to recognize in the experience that you had is that 
it can be applied to almost anything and everything in our life, right? Yeah. Um, COVID is, a, is an extreme case or it's an extreme uh, circumstance in our lives right now. But for some, it might be a loss of job or a loss of a child or, you know, whatever it is, but there's an interruption in our life. And if we want to be able to see the humanity in it all and how it actually connects and relates to us, because I think more than inspiration, people want to feel connected and validated by our human experience when we get to take the layers of perfection and persona up as an influencer, we get to truly connect with an, an, with another human being that's reading that post or looking at that picture. Just as equally, as much as we can look at the experiences that interrupt our life, it also makes the joys and the victories of our life sweeter too, because we have the opposite experience. And and so we experience life from a spectrum of, of experiences, but each of them has wisdom embedded in it. And I think that's what you did so beautifully with your COVID experience. It's so interesting because I want to tie it back to your business and helping, you know, being the business coach for misfits, you know, and how, (laughs) COVID is like this stigma and even still yet, but hopefully with efforts through like through your experience and hopefully through this podcast, um, people will see that it doesn't have to be a stigma, but you know, it's like, oh, I I, like, even me, I was like, I don't want want to know. I don't want people to know that I have COVID. So I'm just going to say I'm sick, you know, but then eventually I came to be like, it's okay. You know, I, I, it's COVID. It's just like, I got the flu trying to take away the interpretation that has been kind of imposed on us by media about what COVID is. But, you know, some people might see like, well, that makes me a misfit, you know, that makes me kind of an outcast, like the lepers, right? Yes, lepers get out and go to your own island. Like I live in Hawaii and Molokai and the leper island. And Let's bring it back to your business and how you help misfits or self-identified misfits. Tell me about what you think identifies someone as a misfit and how you help them in a way that's different from someone who may not consider themselves a misfit. So I think like, first of all, let's really go to that definition of misfit. I think that word carries so much stigma, like COVID, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but, but, but I think people should see being a misfit as an asset instead of a liability. Right. Um, And the same with COVID, right. I I think the, the whole journey with COVID for me just shows how you and I, we had COVID, right. But our experience with COVID is different. There's similarities, but it's different. You and I, we have our business. Mm -hmm. But the way I do business and the way you do business, again, is different. Mm -hmm. But we have business. The stigma around, you know, being a misfit, being different, or, you know, you have to blend in as the the kind of like the the norm or the standard, that should be crushed ASAP. Because more and more we see that we are different people. We have different experience. Even business, we, we may have this similar desires, 
But in that similarity, there are layers that make it unique. And when in business, okay, most of the business coaches, business gurus, they give you a framework. Sure. That's, I think a framework is great or a two point system, but those parts, I, I, I always see them as kind of like the foundation elements or mm -hmm. the, the, the pillars, but then you need to customize those pillars for you. The same as you have a house, I have a house, but when you go into my, our houses, it's different. You're wearing clothes. I'm wearing clothes. You have a body. I have a body. But again, we have a different body. We use our body differently. Yeah. Right? You have hair. I have hair. So, so I feel like now, I mean, for the longest time, you go to, you go to schools, you, you hear about theories, right? It's very theoretical about business. Now, entrepreneurship now is a big study in, in, in universities. And I feel, wow. Great job, University Academe. You should have done that like 30 years ago. But, but, but that should be the norm before, right? But, but right now, we are living in a time when you cannot expect your paycheck to give you that white picket fence house. Okay, even if you don't like a white picket fence house, the point is that is not enough. Right. Gone are the days. We are not living our, our parents' lives. It's not the baby boomers generation where money is so easy. And money was so easy because life was simpler. Mm. Now, it's not that money is not easy. Now, it's just we're living, a, like you use the word spectrum. Our lives, our experiences are really layered. And the same in business, the same with what I call nonconformists. The, the reason why I especially target misfits or nonconformists is because I really, really enjoy working with people who know they are different already. Because if I'm going to convince someone to say, hey, you know, you're different, when this person's comfort zone is to be the same, then I'm preaching to the wrong audience. And it's not for me to judge them. It's like, I was, it's kind of like if you're, you're a child and a teenager, you, 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 you talk differently to someone who's five years old and to someone who's 17 about anything about life, right? You don't kind of like, you know, if, especially for our listeners who have kids, right? You're not going to talk about sex with your five-year-old or how you make babies with your five-year-old the same way you would talk to a 17-year-old, right? You will, maybe some people might say, oh, but I do that the same. Sure. But most 99% of the time, people would modify or adapt the way they explain things. Yeah. So for me, it's the same. With the way I do business, the way I teach people, you have those elements. You have a checklist of your business. Okay, you have something that can make these pieces are the foundation. But how you build on them is based on you. The same way that your house, building a house, what do you need? You have the basic. Cooking something, what do you need? You have the basic. Without fire, you cannot cook. Yeah. <laughs> right? If not fire or electricity, there's no cooking. <laughs> then yeah. that's it, right? It's very simple. It's the same. We have those elements in our businesses that make it thrive, that, that kind of like sets you up. But those elements, you use it your way. You want bigger fire or smaller fire, depending on when you, what you cook. It's the same in business, right? 
if you know you you hear all these people wanting to build to something and still not seeing what is point b and one of the things that make me different is i actually advise my clients against opening businesses sometimes or opening businesses in the way they want because i always ask them when when people come to me and they say hey maria i have a business idea i need you i want to bring you in and the first question is okay tell me what is more important for you the business idea or making money if they answer making money i will say okay tell me your business idea and they they give me something because a lot of the times whatever that something is they just see the surface they see the product the end result they don't see what or not the, even the end result the end result of the few people that succeeded in that journey mm. so so for me i will just basically cut it out i'm going to break it down for you if you go down this path for example retail cafe <laughs> This is the one thing everybody wants to all open a coffee shop because they they're good at making coffee at home. Right? Or oh, everybody wants to to open a bake shop because they can bake cookies. You know there's a difference between running a business and making making coffee. Mm. Business is an ecosystem. It's a whole world that you open up, right? If you cannot see beyond the money you're making, especially now, especially in this market, you're not going to make money in business mm. maybe you can if you're like an angel investor for example if you do your research yes or go for stocks go for crypto but don't find your money in business if you cannot see beyond it especially today in this market where there's so many options where it's no longer the time where one village one town has one barbershop and one butcher a butcher and one baker right we're we're in that moment where everybody has many options the the the, the audience is so sophisticated they they know more than you they do their research they do you you cannot just you know it's it you're not the only choice anymore even now like people are even buying internationally right not just service even products people buy internationally people don't just buy from their small town or their national you know the the country they're in people are buying internationally so if you want to start especially if you want to start a business but cannot see beyond the money i will tell you now it's really hard to see beyond the money what does that mean what do you have to focus on then the vision so i think people so see here with with misfits right the the reason why i love working with misfits is because they're they're people who understand or who are already aware that they're full of complications they're full of irony on one side you want this but on the other side you want this right mm. so and that awareness is important because success is not linear business is not linear it is this what i call this multi-layered wheel Oh. success is that multi-layered wheel it's like a pizza there's different slices of factors that will make you feel successful and this is the reason why many are depressed because they think oh but you know if i have the money then i'm happy if i have the wife or the husband then i'm happy if i have the kids then i'm happy if i have the house then i'm happy if i have the business then i'm happy but success is multi-layered in the same with business money i love money 
Of course, if I don't love money and I don't love numbers, I cannot run a business. Forget it. But business is numbers. Numbers is business. This is true. But more than that, apart from the profit, the, 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 the money part, what else makes that business important for you? What is the impact you want to, to make, right? What, is the, what are the layers of success for you, especially if you are starting? That's why I'm saying if you cannot see beyond the money, you can invest, you can be an investor, but do not go into joint venture where you're going to start from zero. Do, you know, you, you basically go to places of just investment, not that involvement and that engagement. Because if you want to start the business, whether it's J, joint venture or just you, you have to be engaged in it. Even the top venture capitalists, some of them are really engaged with the, the, the money that they put into something, right? They really want to see it succeed. But at the same time, they also know that it's more than numbers. You wouldn't be able to come in front of a venture capitalist if your numbers and your business plan are not good. But what will make a business, uh, what will make a venture capitalist say yes to you? Again, it's more than the numbers. It's more than the money. They have a lot of money. Money is not the problem. But it's that, what are the different layers of your business that make it unique? This is just a snippet. I feel like you just coached me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, tell me more. And I know just from experience that we could be on the on a conversation for hours. Yes. Um, <laughs> days. <laughs> So I don't want to give you all the way to our audience, but I know that there is a lot of value that you can add to people's lives, especially if they are looking at starting a business. And obviously you're someone who's very honest, you know, you're not just telling your clients what you think they want to hear to stroke their ego. You're very frank about the the reality of starting a business and what can make their business successful or to not go into business. So I think the value or not to go into the business this way. Ah, so, okay. See, because you, you might have a good idea, right? Mm -hmm. It's like before I did coaching, I was a consultant and I specialize in cross country, cross cultural uh, market penetration. So Let's say if a client, let's say from Europe or from Australia, wants to enter, let's say the Chinese market, because, you know, again, you have to go beyond the numbers. Mm -hmm. If you see numbers, you're thinking, wow, China, people, number of people, population, GDP, purchasing power. You just have 10% of that. How much is that? You know, that's all, right? Yeah, yeah. But you have to understand doing business in China is different. It's very, very different from doing business in America. Are you prepared for that? that? Those are the questions that, you know, why not instead of going to China, let's go to a different market that shares similar value maybe for you. And again, this is me. I don't have any opinion. If you want to go to China, go ahead. But you have to be, to really understand that China is a different game. If your values matter more than making money, then do not forget about China. Because if your values are, oh, but you know, I don't want to do things this way or I want to do things that way or I don't want to be controlled, whatever, right? Imagine 
the Catholic Church had their Bible censored to enter China. In their mind, that's the price you pay to reach that millions and billions of people. Mm. So for them, they assess that market already. But their Bibles are censored. Huh? They cannot congregate the, way, the same way in other countries. Wow. It's, it's not, but see, the yeah. Catholic Church is in China. It's not, no. But for them, they've already assessed the whole picture. So just to go back, it's not, I'm not advising. It's not that I always advise against going to business. It's more of maybe not in this way. Like, that's why I'm saying, you have to tell me the whole picture of your business success slices. <laughs> ah, that's it. The business okay. success metrics. I need to know that before I can give you a very good strategy. Because if you're, just, if you're just telling me the numbers, very great example, Catholic Church and China. Mm. That's all. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, like I said, this is just the tip of the iceberg <laughs> of the value that you can bring to somebody if they are interested in going into business or being an entrepreneur. I know you that people can start their journey with you with free product that you put together. Do you want to share with me a little bit about what that is? So this is an ebook called Your Business Magic Checklist. Because like I said, right, there, the checklist just gives you the elements, kind of like the ingredients, the key ingredients you need to make a, a business thrive. The same way that the key elements you need to make your pasta delicious. But again, without these elements, then your your business will not thrive or your pasta will not be pasta. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that, that's simple, right? But I think like these the, this checklist, it's very comprehensive. It's very detailed. There's example, there's the action. It's very action-filled so that it will kind of like help you also. Like I was sharing with, with uh, Pauline today, that it would give you really that perspective of, hold on, let me take a step back, see this in a bigger picture. Like the... What kind of base do I want for my pasta? Is it tomato? Is it you know pesto? Is it uh, squid ink or whatever? What kind of noodles do I want? But but it allows you that kind of I need those key ingredients. Do I have these key ingredients already? What are the business success slices? Do I have this already? And if not, then forget about your step two. You need the step one first. The same way that you cannot make pasta if you don't have your ingredients. Right? You cannot say, okay, let me make this first and then tomorrow I'll add this one. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or tomorrow, yeah. next year, I'll add this part. <laughs> right? So, so that's, that's what I wanted to share with everybody. This is a, it's free. You can go ahead with the link that I think Pauline would put in the show notes. Just click that, download. But I am very active on Instagram and Clubhouse. So if you don't see that link, send me a DM at Maria underscore K underscore Tan. The same for Clubhouse, the same in IG. Um, me or my team will respond to you with that, with that uh, business magic checklist. We have that also in my bio. We have it in my website. But again, if in case you don't find it, just send us an, uh, a message. We will take care of you. We'll give you these elements that you need to make your business thrive. 
Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Maria. Yeah. So look in the show notes for that information. The value that I feel like we went from COVID to talking business. Coaching. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's everywhere, but it's all related. And I love how you connect them all. Uh, and I love the work that you do. I'm actually going to, after this, go and pick myself up that free ebook because even as someone who's been in business for a year, I feel like I still need that reminder. Even if you've been in business for a year or two, it's probably outlined so well. Maybe it's something, there are things in there that you never thought about. And so it's a good way just to kind of grab an idea of your inventory of what it is. Do you really have everything you need? And if not, then then Maria could take you on the next step on your journey to get you what you need for those missing pieces. Here are this episode's takeaways. Be mindful of your energy and capacity to work. Be transparent with your clients and followers. If you know where you're headed, there's no point rushing into anything. Have the courage and integrity to not just talk big, but show up big. Don't give a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Engage with your experience. That's how we heal, thrive, become, and evolve. Sometimes we need to write from the scars, not the wounds. Sharing the shifts may reveal that what we used to believe may have been limited or need to be redefined. We can normalize transparency and humanity through our businesses by showing our imperfections and vulnerability. The market wants to feel connected and understood. We can serve and connect in a deeper way with our market by being transparent with our stories, pains, and motivations to persevere that we ourselves have processed and are at peace with. Being a misfit can be an asset, not a liability. To be successful in business, it is important to see beyond the money to your vision. Operating from your vision and ensuring your business has all the necessary elements can ensure your success. Maria, I want to thank you so much for joining the Small Victories podcast. I feel so blessed with your interview. I mean, in a strange way, I feel like I'm also blessed because I could share in the COVID experience, even though our experiences were different. You know, just thank you for being a light for humanity. I think. If I had to take away anything from this episode, the willingness to be vulnerable and transparent really connects us in our own humanity and uh, you are a cause of that. So thank you for that. And I think when we are in our humanity truly and honestly and can fully accept the whole spectrum or the layers of it all, as Maria says, then we can truly be victorious in this life. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Small Victories podcast. And until we meet again, be blessed. Angel of light, come into me. Show me what I need to see. You are my pathway into the light. Lead me from shadows to Smile on my small victory.
Show me what.